0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com. This week's parasha, everybody. This week's parasha, this week's parasha is Yikach, He took himself aside. Right? Aaron. He called the they always came with a positive first. How do you open up a, a machelikus, an argument? Right? How do you get the people to join him against, right? He said it made a he made a positive statement. Right? He, called, he didn't say Moshe, Ben, you and Aaron have fixed this whole thing up. Right? It always starts with uh, a, a positive statement, like when they came back last week from Eretz "Well, to speak Lashonara. the first thing they said is, Yes, it is an Eretz of Khal. And was like, oh Good stuff. And then bang. Right? Try to explain to them when the internet, all this other stuff, It's always starts with positive. That's the self. So what do they say? Everybody's holy. You hear anything wrong yet? And Hashem is amongst them. Hashem should be with you. Right? Sounds very positive. Ah, then they smack it in there. The, the whole mindset. Then they start out with Moshe Abbeyna. He realized, Moshe Abbeyna, uh, there's something really bad happening here. They, first they complimented, and then... So he said, okay, you're saying that... that Hashem loves everyone, which he does, right, and everybody's holy. Equal rights! Equal rights! Hashem is going to show who's really holy on the inside not just on the outside that you think they're right the father repeats itself again he said and who he chose he'll bring in close to you like we said many weeks ago when Shmuel came Yeshai to find who's uh, going to be the leader of Kleitro. And Shmuel thought it was the first son who was the oldest and the best looking tall guy. And Hashem said, don't judge a book by its cover. I know what's going on inside. Okay. So Moshe used it, Moshe Abenu used their own argument on them. Because they came falsely and started with a compliment saying, everybody's holy. Moshe Abenu said, okay. So if everybody's holy. Everyone, everyone can bring ketores. He used their argument, right? You say everyone's holy, even though Karach knew that uh, only he, only the only the one that's taking over Aaron's job is going to, want to be that's alive. Everyone else is going to die. But He didn't care because when you're when you're head of Machlekes, you're not thinking about someone else. You want to hear a crazy, crazy riddle? Take yeah. crazy riddle. There was a the guy. And he's, he's in a car, and, it's, and he's driving. It's a two-seater, right? A Corvette, two seats. And he goes by this bus stop. It is pouring. The people standing there are getting soaked. There are three people standing there. One is a girl, right, that he sees, and he's like, this is my future. This is my wife. You can just tell by looking at her, this is it. This is, what, this is my dream. This is what I'm waiting for. So maybe I'll pick her up, right? Get her out of the rain. She'll like me because I saved her, right? Then he saw a guy standing next to her who once saved his life. Mama she owed him his life. And standing next to him, standing next to him was an old lady, and she looked like she was dying, right? Shivering in the cold, looked like she was dying. But he could—he only has one seat. Who should he save? If he saves the girl, he's going to get to marry her. He saves her, right? The woman of his dreams. Yeah, yeah, pretty much for sure. He knew. He knew if he gets her out of that rain, he'll talk her into it, right? So the woman of his life. If he saves the guy, the guy saves his life. Why shouldn't he take him out of the rain? The old lady's dying. He should take her to the hospital. But he can only take one so there was a huge firm a huge company in New York City and they were looking for I think it was a law firm they were looking for to hire someone and they had 400 applicants 399 of them got it wrong the answer to the question and one guy got it right and they hired him what what was the answer who should he save he saves the girl he's not repaying the guy for saving his life and he's letting the old lady die he saves the guy repaying his life, the old lady dies, and he loses the girl. He saves the old lady, he loses the girl, and he, and he, and he, and he doesn't pay back the guy who saved his life. What? The old lady. So everybody answered, because they wanted the job. The old lady. Okay. But then he's not going to get, he's never, he's, he'll come back, she'll be gone. The guy he owes a favor to, he won't pay back. He'll say, that's what I said would be the answer. I, w- I wouldn't have gotten the job. Give, give the guy and the old lady the car and you stay with the girl and the bus. Give the keys to the guy who saved your life. Let him take the old lady to the hospital and stand with the girl and wait for the bus. You got them all. The lady gets saved. The guy comes out of the rain. He's got your car. And you're spending the time with the girl by the bus stop you got all three so one guy got it right the other other 399 got it wrong did he get the job so the shyler is why did one guy get it right and all 399 get it wrong no he wasn't what he removed himself and, until you get out of the car and make two seats available you can't answer the question They were looking for a guy who wasn't selfish. So we're all thinking, including me, if I'm in that chair and I only have room for one, how am I going to make this work? I can't. But the minute you remove yourself, that you're not in the car, all of a sudden the whole thing fits. So they were looking for a guy like that. So all of the three and then I was like, I got one seat, I don't know, save the old lady, save the girl, or I got to get married, whatever, save the guy I owe his life. But the minute you're able to remove yourself, Right, it's a whole different story. This so is the best story for Kairach. Kairach wasn't able to remove himself. He's like, if I become Aaron, I become the coin Gogol, and everyone else drops dead from the from the Ketzaris. Okay, I got to take care of me. That's what was happening over here. And what's that based on? It's based on jealousy. It's based on. Not being able to see the truth. It's based on not about looking to the other person and saying you want what he, what he is. Another beautiful caution. Beautiful. I remember I learned this last year. I might have said it last year. I don't remember, but it was, it's so amazing. I don't know who said it. I don't remember who said it. Why did, what, it says that, that, Right? So Oim ben Peles, he was part of this Hevra. And when Kairach was going to gather everyone to go against Moshe and Aaron, Oim ben Peles was sleeping. His wife gave him something, some hot milk, whatever she gave him, he fell asleep. And she wanted to make sure that he would not die because she realized, he's from Shevet Ruvay, he's not even from Shevet Levi, he ain't going to make it. Shevet Levi, maybe Levi Koyan, you know, the... But Ruvai, where are you coming to this story, right? So, so my parents was just dragged in the frenzy, the argument, the fight. He was just like wow. So she wanted to save him. So everyone knows the story. Where does Rashi say uncovered she uncovered her hair? And they booked. I like that. They booked. They came to the door. Oh my God, she's not going to shape though. We don't want this guy to be part of our group because if his wife's not covering her hair. We're all going to get punished for it, right? So, they ask a neyuidikikikasha. In fact, I just told it to someone in Shul. He told me this morning he wants like, he wants like a really good dvataira. So, in a, a one minute dvataira, people. They don't have time. Like, tell me a one minute dvataira. So I asked him, so here's the kasha. Why did you uncover her hair? Why didn't you just pull her skirt up a little? Why do not you just show her knees? They were random. It's a good question. Yeah, Uncover bad. your hair. It's a bomb question, right? I remember we said the last year. I don't remember. That. There's something with the lesson from the hair. There's a lesson what from the, the hair. What's the lesson from the hair? I said there's two hundred fifty follicles or something. No. no two hairs come from the same. No two hairs come from the same follicle. Every hair has its own follicle. Yeah. So she was saying to him. Moshe is supposed to be the leader. I was supposed to be the coin Gadot. You're supposed to be a levy. Stop trying to be in his hair. Try. Stop trying to be in his follicle. you got your follicle. He's got his follicle. You come from different places. Every hair in your head, right? It makes a nice head of hair. But every hair in your head has its own follicle. That's why she's going to cover her hair. There's a simon to them. Of course, they didn't chop the simon at all because they were busy fighting. Rabbi Gifter says something beautiful. The gift of old says, it says... In the Mishnah, pick it up. As Kol Kinnisiu L'Shem Shemayim, Sofei L'Miskayim. Any fight that is L'Shem Shemayim will end up being Miskayim, right? Which is the machlokis they bring? Bechilu BeShamayim, I think the Mishnah brings. You have a sitter. Give me a sitter for a minute. Let me sitter from the back. How many fights are you in L'Shem Shemayim, right? Picky your boys, pick your boys, pick your boys. Pick your boys, pick your boys, pick your boys. Perak, let's see where you are, where are you? Ay, 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 ay. Um... Never judge your friend till you're in his place. And The first thing you learn in physics is no two objects occupy the same place. Right? So you can never judge another person because you're going to make a big mistake. Since what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shemayim. It'll be Who is the Right, and still we still have it. Right. They weren't doing it. Even though they opened up Kulim Kadashim, they were doing it for their own power. Any is that both sides say that they're doing it, the machlaikis is going to go on forever. If, if, if you know you're doing something wrong, you'll, you'll make peace. But if you. Oh, he said, circle of the sky it's never going to end. Huh? Our oh, gift was very sharp. Yeah, in the name of God, the road to Gehenna is paved with good intentions. What? 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 No, he just, he made a, he just, he's, he's just not, basically he doesn't mean that. he was, was, was a veritable. Those right. It was a you have to make sure that when you, when you, when you, when you find Hashem Shemayim that you're not involved. You pull yourself out, all of a sudden you'll get to see. It's very interesting. Because when, when Moshe Abbeinu, his arch enemies, they, they didn't stop trying to get him into trouble. Adasna who were part of this cover, right? Um, so he sends him a message. He sends him a message after all things they did. Come, come, let's talk about this. Let's make peace. No, we're not going. We're no, not going. Then we're not going. Then they have to say we're not going. No, they have to say they're peace. They're right. Not only you, you, you took us out of Eretz Yisrael Chol they're calling Mitzrayim Eretz Chol Dvash. What Hashem called Eretz Yisrael. This is what they're turning it. It's not enough that you took us from Eretz what Eretz Yisrael? Right? You say You didn't bring. You promised to bring us to Eretz Yisrael. You didn't do that. If you if you took out my eyes, we still wouldn't go. What is that? What kind of statement is that? If you rip out my eyes, that's what I'm We're still not going. Who has to rip out your eyes? Right. He says, what are eyes there for? Ours are to differentiate, right? It's a blind person only sees one way. He only sees darkness. An eye gives you the ability to see white, black, different colors, different shapes, whatever it is. So they were saying we're so, we hate you so much that if you took out our eyes, if we were blind, right? We, we ought, that's where they were, they were blind. We still wouldn't come up. In other words, we're not interested in seeing anything Seeing the differences of, of where, where living, we're from root, whatever, we're not interested in seeing any of that. They use the word blind, they talk the we're blind. Which we'll see in a minute, what, what, what and covered, ay, covered. says an old man loses his Yitzhakara for women. And sometimes even for money, but never for covered. No one ever loses the Yitzhakara for covered, until they're dead. Covered. What? Because you lose the rest of the stuff so the more you get you get more covered. You want to sit there, no, whatever. It's a destroyer. Covered is a destroyer. Because because you, you, you lose your eyesight. You can't you can't discern. You can't you can't see the other people. I mean Kyop was a leader and he didn't care that all these people would die. He knew that only one person was gonna live. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters you get so swept up in it it's like what do you mean there's a, a, a Mishnah that says don't talk a lot to women right and what is it talking about the Mishnah it says your wife right what do you mean that's anti every Shalom biased class that you'll ever go to what do you mean you shouldn't talk to your wife that the, every, every Rabbi what no no. Of No, course. No, I'll tell you. I'll. is a someone else. Why? Because she's a No. No.
1: course. No, I'll tell you the explanation on it. Is, why
0: is it uh, what? I mean, you why have to say, what you why you? is That's not the reason. I'll tell you the reason. it explains the reason why. It says, what does that mean? What does it mean you shouldn't talk to her? Hello? You'll not have to talk to her when she's not, in the two weeks you're not, you'll not have to talk to her. Just the opposite. It's a good time to talk to her. What does it mean? So, what's the Torah It should say, don't talk to your wife, when she's also. What's the tarabat? So the Torah is, and it's very interesting what Gamliel does, the Torah is that, al means, don't add, don't add. What does it mean, don't add? guy goes to shul. It's so true. guy goes to shul. And the rabbi, he's talking about davening, right? And the rabbi points him out and screams at him. Okay? He comes home, and he tells his wife, because this is really how this whole thing started with Korach's wife. When, when, they, when they shaved the levim and they waved them, so he came home to his wife, and he said, I felt like a monkey. No hair, I might no hair, and then they waved me like like it, right? And she went ahead, and she took that and she incited the whole thing, right? Because a guy comes home to his wife and he says, you know, the rabbi was yelling at me in front of the whole shul today, right?" So she is going to say, "Well, then you can't dive in there anymore. This is the problem. This rabbi is rabble rouser. He's a low life. His wife with tight dresses. His kid is off the. Dirt. She's going to rip." Right? Now, us guys, we forgive very fast. The next day, the rabbi comes over to him, and am making a kiddish. You know what? You know, yesterday we had a bad day together. He forgives, but she'll never forgive. She'll never forgive. I'll tell him don't talk to her extra things. She didn't ask you today what happened with the rabbi. Right? Don't come home like right, that, you know, this guy invited the other guys out, and, she, and he left me out. And you're going to forgive him the next day. Five seconds, your friend. She'll never forgive him. So that's what it says on top of each not don't, don't talk to your wife about extra things. Because she's not going to forgive. A very interesting Rebbe wheel. So when people come to him, and I've been there many times, my Rebbe, and they and they have a problem that they're not, The wife complains that he doesn't talk to me. Doesn't talk to me. He's busy with his friends, his business, his learning. But he doesn't talk to me, so Morgan Weil says, "What you need to do, you need to learn together." And, and the first time I heard him say that, I'm like, "That's not what." That, he's not talking to her. He's not learning with her. He was interested. How many guys learn with their wives, right? Not only that, he says, and make sure that one Friday night, one Friday night, she says it about and the next Friday night, don't hog it. Don't only you say it. So take a book or lesson a day in Lashon Hara. Day one, you read. Day two, she reads. Day three, you read. Day four, you read. You have to let her read also. Right? So this couple... Okay, Rabbi Gamaliel says to do it. You got to do it. So this couple comes back to him like a month later, and they're like, it's not working. He says, what's going on? Why isn't it working? He, so the husband says, you know, we start learning. Two minutes into it, we're talking about everything in the world. But <laughs> Hashem, it's working. So I said, Rabbi, how would you know it would work? He says, because when you're learning, Yitzhahara... Wants you to talk. So, two minutes into learning, he gets you guys to talk. He says, The best thing, is to learn with your wife, you'll see you'll talk the whole time. It's true. He's a very smart man. Anyway. All right. So, what? You're just talking about it? Yeah, what? What'd you say? Right. You start? Shmon Esse. The best ideas of your day comes to comes to Shmona Esrei. Sometimes I, 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 my head is so gone in Shmona Esrei. How many times you don't remember? Did I say same bracha? No. Did I say no. Did I say Yalav Yevon, tonight? You Davin, You said Yalav Yavo. Then you are like, did I say Yalav I am not sure. Why? Why? Because during Shmona Esrei, your head is all over the place. To get to Magen Avram without going somewhere is like right. So I say Tilsa Derech before I say Shmona <laughs> <laughs> and you bench creme after. He's in there it's troll all the time his head's in every throw so he has to bench ground right? I have a friend that will not will not will not um, act on any any idea that he has during Shman Esri he said anything I did because of in I will not act on even the best business idea So I don't I don't, don't want to do that whatever everyone's different anyway let's go to understand yes No, they can't hear you. One of the complaints I get is they don't hear what the guy says. <laughs> they come over to the Rebbe, they find me. A guy over to the Rebbe. So I the, parts, the money. I, I so what? I owe the parts money, and it's due by tomorrow. Right. I told so him, what do you think? When you find out, I say, I just found it tomorrow. So I, I said, no, the parts wasn't done. I hear you. <laughs> no, the difference, okay, whatever. Anyway, so... Let's take this apart a little bit. Let's try to understand, let's try to understand what, what happened here. Cause, Kairach was a big man, right? What, what happened with all these guys? With Kairach, with everybody, right? So, it's, the, Lush and Hara is definitely based on jealousy. The whole thing that happened here was that Kairach had a great job. He was jealous of Aaron. He was jealous of, jealous of the Kohen Gadol So, if we go back, to the beginning of the world, okay. To the etz Haya He He was very smart. He was very sly, sly snake, slippery sly snake. So, what was his aram kite? What was his? What was so smart about him? What did he do that was so smart? So, when he when he spoke to the woman, right? He got into a whole discussion with her. You could touch it, you're not gonna die, right? But what his smartness was, and he knew the only way to get it to eat from the tree was through the media of jealousy. The first Aveira in the world, the fiber of the first sin, was jealousy. Now, let's take a look at a fascinating passage. He says to her, that's why he was smart. You're not going to die. Okay. It doesn't matter. Hashem knows <laughs> that the day that you eat from the tree, your eyes will open. Still didn't have her. But now he said, <laughs> You know why Hashem doesn't let you eat from the tree? Because he has something you don't have. He knows the difference between good and bad. And you don't. The minute he said that to her, he awakened in her what's jealousy you have something I don't have even if I don't need it All right I don't drive when you have a nice car I'm jealous All right I'm jealous I don't play basketball you have a great outside shot I'm jealous what do you mean you never play basketball I know but why does he have such a good shot I don't you know I always when I, when I meet these guys that are 6'4", six, 6'5 six, I'm like did you play ball I'm like no I'm like what a waste my whole life, if Hashem would have given me, if have given me your six I would have been on the. I would have been so much better. What are you saying? This is a stupid comment. You're five ten. What do you mean? If I would have made you six you you're not six right? I've said it many times. Like what a waste. Look at you. I needed that when I was young, right? You're five foot ten. What are you saying, right? It's silly, but so so when she when he said this to her, look what happened, boys. Look what happens to you when. Someone says that someone else has something you don't have. So the next pasik. Bomb question! You don't see that something else is good to eat. You taste something that's good to eat. What do you mean she saw? How do you know it's good to eat? You didn't eat from it. What does it mean? What does it mean? A lemon looks good? Terrible! Right, Manashtana. she never ate from the tree, so it wasn't either an esterig or wheat or grapes. So, how do you know they're good? You never had them before. They ate that's right? You never had them before. What do you saw? It. She, should, she should have said she wanted it, it tasted good to eat, right? You see from Dustin Magyum about the eyes, right? She saw that it's good to eat even though she never tasted it. Why? Because if you have it and I don't, must be good. I could be a lemon. It could be bitter. It could be disgusting. It can't be. You have something I don't have. The pussy whips takes it apart. Listen. It's a bomb question. How do you see something's good to eat? One, Smell it. Smelled good. Which you didn't do. You see Taiva Hu Enayim. See the eyes? What's going on with the eyes? And it became a Taiva, a, lu- a lust, right, for her eyes. Look what happened to this fruit, to this woman... Right, so it's taiv to eat, it's a taiva, the nechmad. How do you say nechmad in English? I don't know how to say nechmad. Nechmadah it's uh, beautiful? No. Give me, give me, give me a, an article, Chomish. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nechmad, it's more than nice. Very no, nice? Very nice. Let's see. Vav perigimal Nechaman <laughs> Nechaman. I think Vav No, Nechmas, not Matsa. Nechma. Nice. You think it's going to be nice? I don't know about that. Google says. Have to show me don't look at Google. Google. No. Pass at Google. Love. And the woman perceived that the tree was good for eating, and it was a delight to the eyes. Delight. good for am and it was delight in her eyes the and the tree was desirable ah was desirable okay <that- it. Desirable it was desirable it was, desirable, desirable it was. No, she, no, he's not translating the tree was desirable as a means of wisdom because her whole because it says Haskil comes from the word sechol, so that the tree was desirable as a means of wisdom because the basis of her jealousy was that Hashem had wisdom and she didn't then she took from the tree she ate from it you see what happened until he said that she the tree was always there she was right she was created right by the tree but it was desirable right because because she wanted the she wanted the no the next who her ate laha and the tree was desirable as a means, as a means to wisdom, as a means to wisdom. In other words, she desired to eat with it. The tree already she saw was good. She already said it tastes good, right? But she also wanted the wisdom, because the basis of her whole thing was the jealousy that Hashem had wisdom, and she did it, right? And then she gave it to her husband. So look to what happens.. Women don't like when I go on this rashi, but this is such an important rashi in life. Mm-hmm. Why did she give it to her whole husband? The macer, now that she ate from the tree, and she knew she knew between good and bad. So she was God. She was godly. She was way above her husband. She was way above Adam. Adam was like, everything's good. You burnt the food? Good. You broke the dish? Good. You didn't make the bed this morning? Good. Everything was good. She was godly. She the, it's She had knowledge, he didn't. She had wisdom, he didn't. What are you giving to? Her? You're divorced now? Why, why would you give him to eat from the tree? She said, "Now that I ate from the tree, I know I'm going to die, I am not dying, and he's going to live." Why why you think she was a terrible lady, right? Why? What did you want him to live? So, if I'm going to die and he's going to live, he's going to marry someone else. Ooh, but there's no there. Oh! But there's no one there. Who they're going to marry. There's only one woman in the world. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. When you're jealous, it doesn't have to make any sense. she What? Because she ate from the tree. So there's death. Death came to the... Whoever ate from the tree... Right? Death came to the world. He, he didn't eat from the tree. Then when they had... What? Yeah, but they, once they both ate and he came from them, that was it. So does, does, it, it, it doesn't have yes. to make any... Hello? You don't play basketball, but you're jealous. You don't drive a car, but he has a car. You don't need a house with ten rooms, but there's a very famous story in Borough Park. It's a true story. So in Borough Park, there was a guy building a house and he was putting marble on the sidewalk in front of him, right? And he's building this million dollar house many years ago, and this guy on the sidewalk is walking by, and the, the, the owner of the house is standing outside. He says, I hate this marble, I hate what you put down here. The color is disgusting. The guy says, what's, it? it's my house. what's your problem? He says, yeah, but if you're putting marble on the sidewalk, you're putting it for me, not for you. If you're putting it for me, then I have a, I have a, I have a say in it, right? So that's so what you're saying, like, 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 you're not doing this. For, you're not doing this for yourself. You're doing it for everybody else. The, the, the whole thing is based on jealousy. And what happens when it's based on jealousy? What's the DNA? What happens? Which has still a lot to do with this week's parsha. So the next kind kills Hevel. Immediately, straight from his mother, he got from the from the, the first avir was jealousy. Right away, he was jealous. So Hashem said, "What are you jealous about? If the reason I didn't take your carbon." Is because Cain brought me from the best, the fattest animal, and you brought me from your rotten the worst vegetables that you had. So fix it. What are you getting crazy for? Fix it. Give me next time give him the best vegetables. It's not that. It's not that you didn't accept mine it's that you accepted his. It's not that you didn't accept mine. That's not what's bothering me. You didn't accept mine? Okay. Yeah, you accepted his. you have to you have to you have to really talk to them it's not easy it's one of the traits of a, of a, of a young kid he's always jealous you know the famous story with sinna and kinna we're walking we're going for a walk sinna's hatred and kinna's jealousy and they're going for a walk and they meet the king this is a very famous story they meet the king and the king says i will give you anything that you ask me for but the first guy will get, what he asked me for? And the second guy will automatically get double of what the first guy asked. So neither one wants to ask. So neither one wants to ask because the second guy's going to get double. So they're standing, they're like, I'm not asking, I'm not asking, I'm not asking, because right? So finally, the king said, well, if you both don't ask me for anything, I'm not going to give you anything. So all of a sudden, Kinnah, jealousy, said, I know what I want. king said, what? He says, knock out one of my eyes. Automatically, the other guy's going to lose both eyes. It's so not that you're knocking out one of my eyes. I want him to lose both his eyes. It's it's about the other person. Kid is about the other person. It's not about me. How did you say it? That's the famous story with the bed. With the what? With the bed the ice and They had a machleik. They had a machleik. I have to repeat it. Yeah. They had a machleik with a, with a, with a, with a he came to the. He came first to the to the with a cow. Right. So thousands of dollars. Right. Trade Trade so <laughs> he had fight. was, they say, five hundred dollars instead of you know thousand dollars. So he so he lost the, so he, went he went the cat, he lost the case with thousand dollars. only telling you, all the guy five hundred dollars. Why are you going crazy? And what did he say? Because he's getting. It's not what I lost. It's what he got. Right, right. That's that. That came from the original first aver that ever happened now it, Hevel Hevel Moshe Benu, was a Gilgal of Hevel and and Korach was a Gilgal of Kayan. and it says that when you have to fix what you did wrong it has to be the same Yetzirah in the same place that it happened and you have to overcome it so what was the whole problem with Kain and Hevel Kayin and Hevel both were kerbonois. And by Hashem being Makabal, Hevel's carbon and not kayin, Hashem was saying that Hevel is the kayin. That's why I accepted it. And kayin's not the kayin. Came along the Gilgal, right? Kairach, who said, I'm the kayin. Again, again it happened. Moshe's Hevel. Kayin's, uh, Kairach's kayin. And the same thing happened again. And kayin's saying, I deserve, I'm the, I'm, I'm the kayin, not Hevel. So how do you know that? Because how do you know it happened in the same place? So if you look in the pasuk, please, I think it's a chidah. If you look in the pasuk, this is a, this is, a, this is a mind-boggling. It says the Torah is amazing. But he had a royal and he with a shepherd, and Kayan with a farmer. He brought Right. He got very angry. He got very angry. are you getting so crazy? Why are you fall on your face? Fix it up. No, I'm not going to fix it up. But I'm going to kill him. We killed him. Where is your brother? He said, My brother's keeper? Famous saying. Now listen to what Hashem said. What did you do? Your brother's voice is crying to me. Listen to this, you're going to love this. Your brother's voice is crying to me from the ground. You should be cursed from the Dhamma. It opened its mouth. Now, it opens its mouth to take the blood of your brother. It's up the Mishnah Pirkey boys. Ten things were created Ben Ashmashas, and one of them was the Haaretz. So we see from the Mishnah that Hashem created something Ben called the Piharats, right? But only one. Only one PRH. Not plural, but one. When they, they brought the guitar. The ground will open up its mouth. And what happens? But according to the mission, pick up There's only one mouth. So it has to be that the same mouth that swallowed Kairach was the mouth that swallowed Hevel's blood. The two times in the Torah that it talks about the mouth of the earth right, it has to be the same mouth because only one mouth is created by Nesh It's Mashemar that was in the same place with the same players with the same Yitzhahara. That's that. You're okay with that. But now here's the mind blower. Mind-blower the mind-blower? That wasn't the mind blower. Here comes the mind blower. What does Hashem say? What did you do? Your brother's voice is crying to me from the ground. What was the punishment Hashem did to Kairach and his children? When they got swallowed up, they were left on a plain above Gehenna. And there was a famous, in the Gemara says there was an Arab who put his head to the ground and he heard them saying, say." said, so, Kolde the Meach, when you killed your brother, his voice was coming from the ground. Same place, same players, you failed again. Now your voice is going to be calling from the ground. The same thing you did to your brother is not going to be done to you. That's the mind-boggling. That the punishment was that they would be talking from the ground. And the Pasuk Kayan was, Hashem said, I hear Hevel's voice from the ground, his blood same place, same people same Yitzhahara, punishment same punishment that's Gilgal that's Gilgal that's Gilgal We're in the same place, the same thing, the same Yitzhahara the same everything and he didn't fix it he didn't fix it he fell again very hard, Covid is very very hard, the other guy has something I don't have pop out one of his eyes pop out one of my eyes so at least he loses both eyes but you just lost an eye I know but it's worth it to see him not have eyes you're laughing but this is a kayach of jealousy I of I was Right, was humble right he had everything the one thing he didn't have that was his jealousy that was, took him down Hamina it all came from the tree it all came from jealousy which is the the whole thing that happened from the tree until then it wasn't Nechmad it wasn't Taiva it wasn't Taiv until he said, Hashem has something you don't have. He wasn't interested. Ooh, he has something I don't have. Even if I don't need it. You can't have it. Was that was out there this week. This is, this is the thing of Karas. Now, I want to tell you a story. I read this week. There's a new book. How long are we on so far? Okay. An unbelievable story about the opposite. About the opposite. Not, not, about what it means to, jealousy is because you put yourself before everyone else. Right? You, what do you mean he has something I don't have? Sorry. I'm, ich, ich. ech, ech ech So Selfish, right? Selfish. It's about myself, not about you. Right? The story about Rabbi Ishrafanasi. So there's a new book, everyone should buy this, about Rabbi Zlatowicz. Just came out last week. Rabbi Zlatowicz, a whole story about his life you have to read this book, okay? If you ever use an arch Sitter or any Safer from arch you must buy this book. Everyone who's watching, this is, a, this is a Musser book, okay? It's unbelievable. And there's a story in here about Remoisha Feinstein, which is mind-boggling to understand who Remoisha was, okay? You ready? I want, to, I want to read it to you from inside. So, in 1971, he and his wife were divorced, Okay? It was an era when divorce was virtually unheard of in the community. In 71, nobody got divorced. Before the support networks that would be available years later, Rabbi Laloitsch was alone. A young father charged with the care of three young children. He had the kids. Faith was a much heavier burden than a floundering business. At that time, Archgrove was not, was not making any money. He had no money. His wife left him with three kids, and he lived on the east side. He had nothing. It was a difficult time. But later he would point to that period as a time of blessing. Before Be- before. What? Before said, yeah, Masora was the time of Masora. When he used to make uh, ventures in and invitations, right? An invitation. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, because it was then that he developed the faith, resilience, and optimism that would allow him not just to succeed, but also to encourage others, and this is what I talk about all the time, it's called struggle muscle. When you struggle, it gives you the muscle to help others. Mamish. Throughout his life, he would seek out those facing difficulties. Okay. At the darkest point... A flicker of light that ushered in brighter days came from the most radiant man of the times in Rameer Zlalewitz's world. His rabbi, Rameer Feinstein. It came at a time when Rameyr felt, Ramey Zlalewitz, when Rameer felt that he had hit rock bottom. The business was in debt. He was raising three children on his own and his friends were busy with their own lives while he was alone. Mamish alone. He wasn't able to learn properly since after long, wearying days at work, He'd come home and take care of his children. So he needed, he needed, he needed to talk to his Rebbe, right? Where do you go when you need help? You go to your Rebbe. He went to Rav Moshe's lower east side apartment, waiting in the familiar waiting room foyer for a chance to share his pain with his beloved Rosh Hashiva. But Rav Moshe was meeting with a group of Rabbanim, involved in a complicated halachic issue. And after Rav Moshe sat there waiting for a long time, the then came out and apologized. The Rosh Hashiva will not be able to see you today. The mayor was despondent because he came to talk to Ramosha and he couldn't get to Ramosha. Even this, it seemed, the opportunity to unburden himself to his Rebbe was being denied to him. He goes, Hashem, what are you doing? Like, I, I, got, I got problems. I'm coming to talk to Rebbe. Even that I can't do. You know, the Shmek Tavik story. Remember that? Remember my Shmek Tavik story? Where were you guys? The biggest story, the biggest story. There was a, there was a very wealthy man and there was a very, very poor man And he made a wedding, the rich man, and under the chuppah, Mamash in the middle of the girl going around, his daughter going around, and uh, seven times, the very poor man came to the rich man and said, because in those days, a a shmek tabak, it it, it, it satisfies your appetite to drop. Right? So a shmek tabak is that little snuff that they smell in shul. So he went over to him, he said, uh, maybe have a, something a little bit shmektamic, but he was in the middle of the chuppah of his daughter. So he said, in a few minutes, just you know, when the chuppah's over, I'll give you. He's a good guy, right? And that was the end of the story at that point. And then he, the, the girl got married, and he didn't see that poor man, and, and he started losing all his money. And every deal he went into, he had two boats where all his money was. They were sending him to Spain, and they sunk. Most everything. And became very, very poor. And he came to the Areva, big tzaddik and he said to him, I don't understand. What did I do? I give tzedakah. I did everything right. What did I do? He said, give me till tomorrow. And he had a dream. And in the dream, he saw this poor man go up to him for the Shemek Tabb. And he said, after that, and this man walked out of the Hasana and he turned to Hashem and he said, you don't give me food. He, the poor man said to Hashem, you don't give me food, you don't give me clothing, you don't give me money, but am I such a low piece of garbage? That I can't even get a Shmech Even that I can't get? So Hashem said, okay, who didn't give him the Shmech And you were the guy who didn't give him the Shmech And Hashem said, you're going to lose all your money, it's going to all go to him. So what? He says, yes. Travel to this in this city, you'll see that that poor man that came to you is now the richest guy. All your money, he has. He traveled to the town, he said, there's Rabberish liver. They said, oh, Rabberish, he's oh, he on the top. He came, he, he went to, right, he, he, he took him into his house, and he saw that Himamush became a multi-millionaire. He went back to the Rebbe, he said, what am I going to do? He said, listen, his daughter's getting married in a month. Go to his wedding, under the chuppah while she's going around the seven times. Ask him for a tabi, and if he doesn't give you, you're going to get all your money back. Beautiful. He waits. He's now very poor. He waits the month, the wedding, he comes the guy's standing the, underneath the chuppah, the girl's going around seven times, and he says, I'm very poor, I'm very poor, can I get a Shemek Tabe? And the guy looks at him, he doesn't know who he is, and he says, sure. And out of his pocket, he takes four different, uh, like, uh, canisters, and he says, which one? This is mint? <laughs> and the poor man faints straight out under the chuppah, he faints. They wake him up, they water, they, what the, what, what's going on? He runs back to the Rebbe, he says, I can't believe what happened. I went, I asked him, he offered me four different ones. I'm dead. I'm finished. I'm not getting anything back. He said, Let's go. And he went to the poor man and he said, do You remember you went to a wedding and the guy didn't give you, and you that, this is this guy, and you got all your money. He came back, he tried to do it to you, but you gave him that. He, and he took him as a partner, and, and, and they both had money for the rest of their lives. You gotta be very careful with the poor people. Because when they're down, they're, their are go. Faster than any big talic. So if someone puts, someone puts his hand out, always put something in that hand. Because if that guy turns around and says, Hashem, even a quarter I can't get, you're in trouble. Just put a, put a quarter, right, right, with that boy, with that boy. Right. Put a quarter in the hand. That's a true story with the Shmek taliq. Anyway, so here, there's a lot of words went through Moshe Feinstein. And everything is wrong in his life. He's in a lot of pain. He comes to his Rebbe. And he's like, even, even that Hashem's not letting me get to my Rebbe. Today, of all days, when I come to Ramosha, he's in, he's in all day with Ramosha. Okay? You hear the story? Now listen. He returned home, the load feeling heavier than ever before. Right? He comes home. His Rebbe wasn't there for him. His, his wife's not there. He's got three kids. He's got a failing business. The next day, New York suffered a major snowstorm. Making car travel very difficult. Schools were closed, and therefore Remeyer had to spend that ho- had to stay home, couldn't go to work, because he was taking care of the kids. They weren't in school, watching his young children. That evening, as the harried young man struggled to get his children to bed, the doorbell rang. Ramey walked downstairs and opened the door, wondering who would have ventured out on a snowy night. It was Ramosha Feinstein. There was Sheshiva, of the door of the generation, and leader of thousands, Accompanied his Talmud up several flights of stairs, coming into the apartment and taking in the scene. Right? So Ramoesha saw what was going on. Ramoesha lifted one child, then the next, and finally the third. He tucked each one into bed, telling each one them a story and kissing them good night. Then when the house was settled, Ramoesha looked at Rameir. I came to Shmuth to hear what's on your mind, he said. Ramea spoke, really spoke, sharing his doubts and fears among, about the future, and Rameya listened. Rosh Hashim offered him physic, he offered him encouragement, he reassured his time of the things would get easier. And then Rameya offered him a bracha, a single statement that would carry Ramea's Zlatowicz through that period and accompany him every single day for the rest of his life. The chorus in the song that played in his mind and heart. Your children, Rameya said, will become B'nai Torah, and they will marry B'nai Torah. Those words would become the raft that would carry Ramea through the stormy sea, the goal he would visualize and imagine, and the hope that allowed him to rise above loneliness and despair. As Reboshe foretold, things began to turn, and that's when Archibald bought, bought a machine, and whatever, it, the whole thing changed. But You hear? Reboshe Feinstein? Telling one of, each one of your kids a story? And tucking them into bed? That's just a gundal. Because he realized that he came the day before, and he didn't, he didn't get to speak to him. I anyway, when I read this story, I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm in so much trouble after 120." So many people come to me, like, I don't have time for them. Do I go to their house? Do I tuck their kids in? Ay, ay, ay. It's scary. It's scary. That's a gun law. There's no I. There's no Kaira. There's no me. I don't exist. Someone came today. I didn't have time for him. He put the three kids to sleep. Hold up a story. Can you see Ramayisha? next to the kid's bed, tell you what? I'm going to tell you a story. And throw sure a story of Gedaliah. That's the opposite of prayer as does say. There's no I. There's no I in us, just you. Right? The same. All right. We'll end with a story, another story about Ramayisha, which blew me away. And I asked Rabbi Zlanovitz, the story was true. And he told me that he heard the story from Rav David Feinstein. How much time are we in? okay this is a true story so when Moshe was he, he in yeshiva right the um, first so his yeshiva was down on the east side and he would walk every Shabbos from the yeshiva to one of the apartment buildings that's that's you know down the block whatever and his what no I'm saying that down down uh, Grant Street no was it wasn't on Grant Street yeah it was a walk and there was a park, and his granddaughters, Rav David or Rav Reuven's children, would be in the park, and then when Zaidi would come out, would walk. They would walk him home. So I remember when I heard the story, and I asked Rav it "Was true?" And um, so Rav Moshe Feinstein, the Gadol HaDar, is walking home, and every every Shabbos when he would walk home, so his granddaughters would. Um, would, what's it called, would come running out of the park and, and, and say, zaydi zaydi could you bench me? He would bench them for Shabbos. And he, he would bench them and kiss them on their head. They were nine years old at the time. They came running out to him, and they had two friends for Shabbos by them. So not only the two of them came running to him, but the friends came running to him. He benched his grandchildren, and the other two girls, girls nine-year-olds, said, could you bench us too? They weren't his grandchildren. He put his hands on their head and he benched each one of them. So David asked Moisheh, his father, I don't understand, they're nine years old. Nine years old is the age that, you know, you don't don't do that. You don't touch kids at nine years old and you don't bring them to shul. Nine years old, the girl is considered like the beginning of Chinah. She says, I don't understand, they're nine years old. How does Rosh Hashiva bench them, touch them them on their heads? He looked at Rav David, his son, and he said, I could find a hundred heterim to touch a, a nine-year-old on their head, but I can't find one heter to hurt a child, to embarrass a child. You hear? There's no him, there's no him. That's, that's, that. Everyone thinks that the Yudelan, they're above us, they're this, they they're, there, they're there. He sat down and he told them a story and then he kissed them and he put them to sleep and he tucked them in. You know the famous story of the Chobetz Two other stories. It's, 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 anyway, it's two minutes left. The famous story of the Chobetz Someone came to Chobetz and he, he came to hair or whatever it was and he stayed in the Chobetz house and like 2 o'clock in the morning was freezing in Radha. It was freezing in the winter. And he woke up like at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and what woke him up? The Chavetz Chaim was covering him with the blanket He was covering him with the blanket. The blanket fell to the side. Chavetz Chaim was covering him up. They, they were there. Ben Al Khavero was not normal. There was a gadol. What was his name? Rav Shimon Shkab. And to get into his yeshiva, you took a crazy for hair. He would ask you two questions, right? That were bomb questions. And if you knew the answers, he took into yeshiva. you didn't, you didn't. Right. So he, you would prepare the Gemara. He would tell you what to prepare. And he would ask you two loveless crazy questions. If you got them right, you're in the yeshiva. If you do not get them right, you're not in yeshiva. So there was this boy. I forgot who wrote it. It's in, it's in the land of Shabbat. It's in Pasha Parables. It's in Pasha Parables. So there was this boy who came from... His mother wanted him to be in Rav Shemeshka's yeshiva. So he came from very, very far. And he he was told, you know, this is the, this is the Indian yeshiva's learning. Right? you have to know a good pill on it you better prepare for this Feher otherwise you're not getting in is prepared he prepared he got on the train he gets there and he comes to Rav Shemeshkab and he sits down and Rav Shemeshkab says I have two questions and the kid's like "That was the whole Gomorrah inside and out he's all nervous one I know you're on a long trip did you eat yet two do you know anyone in town do you have a place to sleep that was his two questions didn't ask him one word on the Gemara. Didn't ask him one word. He took him into the yeshiva, I guess because he traveled so far, whatever it was. So the kid writes, with somebody in Florida, it's a whole story. He spoke, he was an old man, and he said, you need to know how I got into the yeshiva. He like, said, what, what Gemara did he prepare you want? He was like, he asked me if I'm hungry, and he asked me if I have a place to sleep. Ypsha, like, that's, that's, that's a good We're like, ah, no. He said, like, Ben Allah Chavairai. Ben Allah Chavairai. That's a God. That's who Moshe Rabbeinah was. After what Dustin and Viram did, his whole life, they tried to kill him. They told Paro, right, that he killed the Mitsri. His whole life, whole life, they were the ones who took the mon out on Shabbos and put it out because Moshe Rabbeinah said there would be no mon. They never left him alone. They were against him his whole life. Now, they're coming with Querach. He should have said, you know what? Finally, they're going to get what they deserve. The earth is going to swallow them up. They're all going to die. No. Look at the parsha. He calls him and says, "I want to talk to you. Let's make peace." And they're like, "Gouge my eyes out, Moses! Take my eyes out! You took us from to Eretz Yisrael. The lowest of the low dust in that Viva. Moshe's like, "Let's make peace." They're like, "I don't care if I was blind, I wouldn't talk to you." Why? They were jealous. Sure, jealousy all the way back from the time because Moshe was 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 Paro's son. They was jealous all the way from day one. A gunnel. Uh, everyone who's listening tonight, godless greatness comes from getting rid of the I. There's no I. Rehosh Feinstein is putting a bunch of kids to sleep with a story. There's no I. It's just about you. That's godless. And that's what Kairach didn't have. Kairach was only about I. It's only about me. Like, you have something I don't have. much Rehosh said, I don't understand. You're levy. You have a beautiful job you, 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 you sing in the base Hamigdash. You live him. What's your problem, right? It's not, it's not that I'm a levy that bothers me. It's that you're a claim, Aaron. It's not that I'm, it's not that I'm a levy. It's that you're a claim. And Ben Pellas' wife, what she tried to explain to everyone is, be happy with who you are. Everyone has a different job. Don't, don't be jealous. Being jealous of someone else is really saying that Hashem, you don't know what you're doing. If I'm jealous of him, and he has something I don't have, and I want what he has. And what I'm saying is, Hashem, you don't know what you're doing. I should have it. So if I'm telling Hashem, I should have it, right? And he shouldn't. So I'm telling Hashem, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to run the world. I should have this. So it's, it's apikorsis. Based on jealousy. And, it's, and, it's, and it has DNA in it. Because you're jealous, kids will be jealous. You see that? From Chava came Cain came, and Havel. And he died in the same place, the same punishment. And it's Mida Kedek and Mida is your brother, you killed your brother, his voice is crying from the PRS, now your voice is going to cry from from the PRS. We will be thankful to to see all the G'denum come back with Chiesa Mason B'Qurr. By the way, why was it called PRS, the mouth of the RS? By the way, it's brought down in the Medrash that it was shaped like a mouth, like two lips, it opened up like a mouth, because the the Avera, he did what with his mouth, he spoke lashinara on Moshe Abbeinu. So because he used his mouth the Midah K'nege Midi is that Hashem created a new creation. If you look in the Torah, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu said to Klai Israel that he's going to create a new creation. What? Well, earthquake's not a new creation. What do you mean a new creation? An earthquake's not a new creation. So, so it says, the Medrash says, no, it was a mouth. It, it had lips. It opened up. It looked like the mouth opened up. Why? To show Midah K'nege that You used your mouth to talk Lashon Haram, Moshe Rabbeinu. The earth is going to be, I'm going to have to create a new creation, which is a mouth in the earth. It's going to look like a mouth to swallow you up. Mida k'nege mida. Okay. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.